I'm Lee. And Elizabeth. And we are back with another episode of Austin Enneagram. And today we are going to be talking about type 8, also known as the boss or the leader, confronter. Number 8 is in the gut, body, or anger triad. So we've covered all of the, the feelers. We've covered all of the thinkers. And now we are moving into the final three, so into the gut triad, along with nines and ones. Um, so if you remember, this is a, the group that takes in the world through their instinct, through their belly, um, and the world's kind of coming at them in that way. Uh, the stance for the type eight is aggressive, so they are feeling repressed or feeling underdeveloped, und- undeveloped, um, and along with sevens and threes. And just remember that the aggressive stance um, are always moving forward and have this unconscious drive to reshape reality. People reshape reality. Um, The sin or passion of the eight is lust. And here, um, just like all of the other sins um, that we've talked about, it's not kind of your initial hearing of it. So Lust in this instance is not necessarily have to do with sexual lust, um, although it can, if that's what this group is after. Um, but it's more about a zest for life or just a, a, a bigness and expansive kind of view of what is possible with life. So the unconscious childhood message of the eight, which is the message um, that they heard or that they're kind of wired to hear, regardless of if if that's um, what's being said to them or not, that message is it's not okay to be vulnerable or to trust anyone, which is super intense. (laughs) Um, The lost childhood message for this type, um, which is a message that they need to hear but can't hear, is that you will not be betrayed. So uh, this is a really intense message number on the Enneagram. Uh, They are always moving forward, always moving fast. I I would say usually just similar to sevens and threes that you can, you kind of know when an eight's in the room that they, they take up space, they have that aggressive energy. So because of their lust or zest for life, they are always expanding or franchising, which I really like. Um, they are intense and need to be in control. So they're not controlled by you. And that's a a real kind of distinction. Mm -hmm. So they, they don't really feel the need to control others so much as that they don't want you to control them. And I think it's hard to know that sometimes when Mm -hmm. you're dealing with AIDS because of their desire for expansion. Mm -hmm. I think if, uh, especially like for withdrawing numbers like you and me, um, it feels like suddenly we really need to have a lot more on board than we really came into the room with if we because we may want to do something right right but we're not ready to expand into it as fast as they are right right? Right. and so we you know they start expanding their vision or what they want to do or how fast they want to do it and um you know, I'm not a pushover exactly, <laughs> but I have to have a lot of stuff on board to get it across to an eight that 
they're what they're expanding into right now is not okay with me to say hold on yeah just Let's hold just on wait. a minute just hold on mm-hmm. like maybe your idea is awesome and maybe I'm gonna like it but like give me a give me a minute here I'd like to think about it yeah yeah so they have um, eights have a lot of physical energy um, maybe more than any any other number mm-hmm. on the Enneagram Um Some Enneagram teachers might say they have limitless energy. I think that that's kind of false because ultimately they do run out. Yeah. Um, But they have a lot, a lot of energy. And because of that, they will give 150% to just about everything they do. They're always willing to do more, um, will feel leadership vacuums in their kind of move forward, in their um, kind of expansive franchising uh, nature. Mm-hmm. So that that's more of the lusty piece. That's the, the sin, basically. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. just are, are um, wanting, wanting more. And I think that the difference between a seven and an eight on that is that both of those things feel aggressive, sevens and eights. But mm-hmm. uh, an eight is not going to do it in a chaotic way inefficient way no they're going to be very focused um they're going to do it in a way that feels very correct usually yeah. and you know we want we want them on our team because they do things well mm-hmm. and good and efficiently without a lot of fuss without a lot of drama and in that, fact sometimes we would like a little more fuss yeah <laughs> right that's right because right, it can be real cut mm-hmm. and dry right mm-hmm. and so like that to me that's a real differentiation between a yeah. seven and an eight and we're we're talking here. We don't have a guest for this yeah, um, we, number, we but you just heard from our seven guests, um, Jessica. Hopefully, you've listened to that one. There is that difference. So she was talking about her need to control based on sometimes making folks happy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would so much enter the eight's mind. Not, I mean, yeah, not so much. Maybe a little bit, but they're more. Um, Probably interested in efficiency and getting it done, doing it well, and doing it well, doing and what they said they're checking do. it off their list and moving forward. Mm-hmm. So it can feel similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say probably if someone did take a test, that they might type themselves as a seven or an eight because right. of the the caricature of what that might look like behavior wise. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing that we always need to talk about with this type of energy, this. Um, I mean, just even the name confronter is we generally applaud this energy in males and in females, we most tell us that they were called bitches from a very early age, that it's not generally acceptable, hopefully more now, Mm -hmm. I hope. I hope, but Um, I'm not 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 feeling that Mm -mm. with the... With the present politics, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, so it's... um, it is a, in some ways, a stereotypical male kind of energy that we celebrate. Mm-hmm. And so it can be really difficult um, and painful mm-hmm. for a female AIDS, and especially women who um, talk about just even being in school as a young, a young girl and how just kind of going about their day, they're labeled very early, very early on as aggressive or a bitch, you know, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of those things, and they can't really figure out what they've done. Right. Yeah. It's a really tender, tender space. So eights have... Not an, that they would say that about not it. That, <laughs> not that eights would admit to it being tender, but that's I've seen women eights kind of tear up a bit Yeah. Yes. Um, when they kind of move back to that space. So um, 
Eights really define themselves um, by being against. So they have a lot of oppositional energy and are energized by conflict. So, and I'm a nine talking about this, and we'll learn that nines are completely (laughs) energized by the opposite, right? So we do our best to avoid conflict. And so an eight is looking for it there in some ways, you know, they're, they're not avoiding it, they are energized by it, they don't necessarily pick fights, it might feel to us who are around them that they're picking fights. But they just it's a their natural way of being in the world is to be against how they express that has is, is it's super strong. And it doesn't necessarily invite you into to a space to have um, to have conversation with them about that. But what they really want from you is to to come at them with as much passion as they have. So um, that is an interesting conundrum for me that they are moving against and being kind of conflictual and energized by conflict. And somehow in that they want you to also move into that space with them and be just as energized and just as conflictual, um, that that's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But just their very being, for most of us, most of us are not going to move towards that. See, I I really jive well with eights. And I I think it's because as a four, I relate to what you just said. Like, Mm -hmm. It feels like a conundrum to you. Yes. To me, it's like, oh, this is why the Enneagram is good. Because as a four... It feels authentic. I well, yes, but also, if I'm really honest, I want to have all my feelings all the time, big, giant ones, messy ones, gross ones, indulgent ones, right? Yeah. I want to have all the feels, and I want you to have them with me <laughs> all the time, too. Like, that's my idea of heaven, yes. right? That is just yes. the best right yes. there, you know? But that's not, that's not, that's crazy, no, people don't want to do that with me, you right. know, and so, but it's it's hard for me to know that. So an eight wants to expand. They want to be in charge. They want to see the things that need to be done. Yep. They want to do all those things, do them well, and they want to uh, maybe not pick a fight. I think that's not the right word, but no. they want to have some good uh, push. Yeah, they want to uh, push against, against define and, what they're against. Yeah. And, and they would love nothing more for us to jump in there with them. Yeah. That's probably their idea of heaven, right? Yeah. Because it's just, that's just blood flowing. That's life giving. Yes. And the reason I love the Enneagram is it, it points out all these things that we are delusional about. You know, I mean, like, I have to understand that I can't ask that of people. I cannot ask that. So and eights good. have to understand that they can't ask that of people. Right. We have an eight has to boundary that desire and a, and a four has to boundary that desire for everyone to enter into those feelings with them. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure we could say, go through all the numbers and say, all, you know, whatever the that thing is that we it's it is that circular kind of catch 22 of the very thing that we want, mm-hmm. who we are in the world kind of sometimes keeps us from getting that very thing. Yes. Right? You know yes. That. Um, gosh. And I look forward to doing our number nights because I want to really zero in on yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so eights want everyone to have strong opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, they want their power to be met with power. They want everyone to be their equals. So oftentimes eights can feel like, can feel to lots of folks like a bully. Um, because they're, they feel so powerful. But really, 
what eights want is for you to kind of stand up to them and and be as um, powerful or as sure or as kind of engaged as they are. Um, they don't want to dominate anyone. They don't want to bully. In fact, they're kind of looking out for the bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, is if you don't kind of step up to their energy, they usually just um, disconnect. They're going to just tune you out. They're not going to even see you. They might not even see you. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, so it's an aggressive energy and they want you to have that same energy Mm -hmm. to connect with them in that way. And if we're willing to step into that, Mm -hmm. like they're going to bring the best out in all of us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We just have to, we don't always have the energy for it. And that's where we get sideways with eights. But Mm -hmm. if we'll step into what they're asking us to step into, we're there. It's usually going to be a good thing. Pretty good. Yeah. And so, and then I would say the vice versa of that or the, other side of that coin is that eights also have to know when we say mm, don't have the energy for that right now they have to to, to honor still it. even honor it by keeping us in their yeah circle right or or not completely uh disconnecting for an eight the energy is where they want to be they get energy from conflict so uh suzanne likes to say that an eight the eights, the person at uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas table or at the holiday table, that um, when things get too quiet or too boring, they are the ones who bring up politics and religion, mm-hmm. and they don't really care what you know they might think of it. They just need they need the energy, yeah. Um, and so they're not they're not worried about the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, they also so in all of this, oftentimes know what they are against but sometimes don't know what they're for. Um, And so a lot of the energy or kind of work, I would say, of an eight is to kind of harness um, all of that energy, all of that expansion. And instead of just um, moving against things or moving into where there's a vacuum or moving into where there's a space that needs to be filled to finding out what's theirs to do and harnessing that energy and moving um, in that direction. Again, eights are not bullies. Uh, A lot of eights will say that when they were young, they looked at power and saw who had power and decided very early on that they didn't want to be the one who was vulnerable to the person in power. Mm. Um, So they don't necessarily need to be in charge of you, but they don't want you to be in charge of them, which... This this can feel kind of like a phobic uh, a phobic six in hmm. a way. I think this energy hmm. can sometimes feel aggressive, like a, a phobic six who challenges authority, authority mm-hmm. for, but for safety reasons, mm-hmm. yeah. or counterphobic six, yeah, not, counterphobic not phobic, six. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, that energy of of challenging authority to feel safe. An eight can feel can feel that um, kind of being being against, um, but not actually knowing what what they're for. Um, eights look for and stop the bullies. Generally, they care about the underdogs. Um, again, they, they don't necessarily want the control, but they don't want you to control them. And I think that's just so good to just repeat in as many ways as we can, that they're not, they're not looking to, to be in control of you. Right. Um, but they, they don't, they don't really trust you to, (laughs) to be in control of them. 
Right. And we're not, just not moving as fast as no. they are. So they they just are jumping into it before we can. Before we even have a chance to. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I still remember our friend Will, when we were talking about this one night at dinner um, at his house, and this kind of goes to the whole bully part or um, vengeance. So eights are... Um, so if you remember, eights are the gut triad. So the world's coming at them, and they have immediate dislike or like for things, right? They just kind of know instinctually. And because their whole kind of purpose or their whole kind of message about not being betrayed, I want to make sure I get that, the lost childhood message is that they won't be betrayed. They're kind of setting up their world to be in control so that doesn't happen. So when they feel like they have been betrayed, or um, you do betray them, they are done. They are generally done with you. They are not going to come after you and Mm -hmm. try to harm you or um, make sure you get yours. But they they will really like to be there when you actually do. And they think you are going to, if you've betrayed them, they think it's going to come around to you, right? Yeah. And they'd like to be present when you get it. Um, <laughs> and I still remember Will just kind of chuckling yeah. when, and saying, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. He's not going to take you out, but he knows you're going to get taken out. You know, uh-huh. it's kind of that that sense of uh, you're going to get it. Um, so Eight's talk style is um, in imperatives. So it feels like, again, this goes kind of sets up that circular kind of thing where they want you to kind of engage them and engage with the same kind of energy. But since their talk style is imperative, it kind of feels like they want us to submit, that they want us to just go along. Yeah. So it it kind of works against them. It works against them. But I think it's, yeah, if if you hang in there Mm -hmm. and jump in there with them in your own, whatever your own style is. Yes. They, uh, I I, I think it's usually very Mm -hmm. activating. It is. And you get rewarded for it. You know, if you're friends with an eight, if you just hang in there, they... If you push you, back, if you push yeah. back or ha- or mm-hmm. just stay in the game with them, you're going to be rewarded with a lot of engaged enthusiasm and drive and yeah. you know meaty co- stuff. You yeah. know, yeah. Their basic desire is to protect themselves, which I think means, um, like a lot of us, this sense of autonomy. So it's really hard for eights to be vulnerable or quote unquote soft. And because they're usually blunt in kind of the way they communicate and how they're moving through the world and moving forward, their tender sides or tender moments are reserved for a very few people. Um, Suzanne likes to say that um, or says that eights trust maybe eight to ten people in their lifetime, like truly trust. Mm-hmm. And so um, if, that. if that, right. And so... I would think similar to a five or folks in the uh, fear triad, Um, you know, feelings don't feel safe to an eight, right? Mm -hmm. They make them feel um, not in control. Mm -hmm. And since they're moving through the world, not wanting to be betrayed, to let down their guard and be vulnerable um, is really quite um, tender and uh, rare for them. Mm-hmm. especially if they haven't done their work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, they protect themselves. They do what they want to do. Um, they are the ones in the anger triad that you think, yep, they're in the anger triad, right? Mm-hmm, they're kind of mm-hmm. like the, probably like the twos, I would say, in the, um, or fours, depending on how. But you can tell they're in the, that anger is right below the surface because it's kind of there. They feel they very they direct. Feel direct and direct comfortable anger, with anger. Um, I would mm-hmm. say real time anger. Real time. Yep. And I, I also appreciate that about eights yes. is that, you know, I, for me, that feels really kind of productive and efficient and practical yes. that they know what they're angry about. They get angry about what they're angry about right when it's happening. Right. And they express it. Yep. And then they move on. Yeah. That actually makes me feel safe. I just like it. Because they're, yeah, they're yeah, out there. Because then I, they, they're out there. They're straightforward about it. I know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. And actually, every aid I've ever known is really good at apologizing, too. So, like, if, you know, if they have their anger in real time and then they move through it and you have a, a real conversation about it, they, mm-hmm. they're they just, you know, they're straightforward about apologizing, too. Yeah. So there's a there's a real directness about eights that is not manipulative and not it's just it's just it's just very straight straight up. I like it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a gift, honestly, because so so I mean, really, most of the rest of us are not good at that. No. And they're really good at that, and um, it takes the guesswork out of being in a relationship with them. Right. You know where you stand with them. And it's, I just find that very comforting. Yeah. So another way to think about that is, you know, all of us have our own issues with conflict or how we mm-hmm. go about it. And an eight, you know, all of this is, they don't, um, they don't back down for conflict. They're comfortable with it. They're comfortable with anger. And um, a lot of us will stew. So we think about the dependent stance who's connecting everything to everything and making these long uh, chains of connection to things that are not at all connected. And so one, two, six, one, one, two, six in mm-hmm. the dependent stance, right? So we kind of think in some ways, everybody is uncomfortable with conflict. But an eight is absolutely not, and they don't stew. So right. when they are, when they have had the conflict, or when they've expressed their anger, or said what they think, then they are done. Yeah. And the rest of us, or not all of us, but a lot of us, are like, oh, we, our stomach is in knots, and I wonder, did I hurt his feelings, and what, it, what, what does she think? And um, they, they are not thinking about it. You know, right. like. 99% of the time, I would guess they've just moved on. Right. Um, and so th- their anger is straight up. Their their way of conflict is generally straight up. And um, they move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk. let's talk a little bit more about this idea about betrayal or being controlled or um, violated is a word that I have here. Um, so trust for an eight is super difficult. Like we said, maybe eight or ten in a lifetime, if that. Um, Will they trust? And so if you are friends with an eight, if you are one of those people that an eight trusts, um, it's really important for you uh, to know how how much value they place on um, telling the truth, um, how uh, much they value. Um, that kind of faithful uh, way of being in the world that they are, right? So mm-hmm. they telling it to them straight up, I guess, mm-hmm. is the way I would say it. 
Um, so anything less than the entire truth for an eight can read as betrayal. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, my friend Liz likes to say she likes her her conflict or her truth with a little bread around the pill, mm-hmm. you know, and the eight's the one they're like, just, I don't even need water to swallow that. Just yeah. let me take it down. You know, like they don't need you to build up to it. They, you just tell them, tell them how it is. Yeah. And I call that a happy sandwich, a happy sandwich. And they don't need a happy sandwich. And that's another difference between a seven and an eight mm-hmm. is a seven needs a happy sandwich. Right. And an eight does not does need not. a happy sandwich. And in fact, an eight might read, something entirely different in the happy sandwich, mm-hmm. right? So I just think that's so fascinating mm-hmm. um, how we, we are wanting to communicate and be communicated with and love and be loved in these ways that are um, just kind of miss one another yeah. with all the best intention mm-hmm. because we don't know that mm-hmm. we miss one another. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's where the Enneagram is so beautiful mm-hmm. um, that if I can stop and know that my person who's an eight just needs it straight up yeah and i do think suzanne's story of of her daughter being in the wreck which is good because she was she came into the hospital her daughter had been who's an eight had been in a bad car accident and when she got to the hospital all the people were there all the parents of the uh, person driving the car and all the adults were in the room right and and she saw joey and joey said how do i look and she knew she had to say, you look terrible. You have pock marks all over your face from rolling in the gravel. Your whole, you know, she just told her everything and everyone in the room gasped. She said she felt judged by the other parents in the room. But she knew, because she knows the Enneagram, because she knows Joey's an eight, that if she didn't tell her the total, total, full, 100% truth, that Joey would go into, you know, come out of her doctor whatever she was doing in the hospital get a mirror look in it and if her mom had been full of it she would have been mad yeah or i mean or you know mad at a minimum probably and felt betrayed at a on a deeper level so yeah i think that's a great it's just a great it's a good story because i think uh there's probably a lot of a lot of other numbers that don't need that, right? Right, and a lot of other numbers that want you to say, "You look great. You, you look, look awesome. fine. It's going to be just great. It's going to be good." Yeah, we're but gonna, AIDS we're don't want fix that. You right up. Yeah. Right. I just think it's such an obvious, unnuanced space where it's how we just want such different things, and we, yeah. we want and move through the world in such different ways. And all of this because the eight. The eight really does seem very unboundaried, right? So they're um, moving into all the spaces that need leadership. They're filling, expanding into um, where they think energy is needed and moving, moving, moving. But the truth is they're super boundaried um, in, in their own kind of vulnerability and and for you to be able to know them. Um, so their desire to not be betrayed and to kind of keep their feelings to the side kind of keeps them from really being fully there which Mm -hmm. is an interesting um an interesting thing so um their desire to not be betrayed leads to a need to boundary themselves um to protect themselves which is this constant kind of battle which is why are you saying it kind of leads to betrayal in some instances, in some instances, or it just keeps us it keeps us from from connecting with them, mm-hmm. um, and 
it's I think also why they trust so few people or part mm-hmm. of the reason why mm-hmm. they trust so few people. Again, anger right there under the surface along with nines and ones. I would say, and this is kind of tricky, but just about any emotion, I think because it's so uncomfortable, it's really easy for them to t- kind of translate that into anytime they feel vulnerable. So sad, fear, um, any anything other than anger, probably anything that's kind of tender, mm-hmm. um, they just make that anger. But mm-hmm. it's real easy to trans kind of translate that into anger, make just make it anger. I have... Uh, an example of us in one of the classes that I taught, one of the um, eights in the class talked about how someone in his family was um, in the hospital. I don't, I don't, I can't remember. There was a heart attack, but it was a sudden kind of thing. It was serious, and he he needed to get get to the hospital. This was kind of in the middle of the semester as we're doing this work, and he realized kind of midway to the um, to the hospital it was a, a little bit of a drive for him that he was so angry he was angry at everybody he was angry at the person who was in the hospital he's just <laughs> angry 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 and he'd push back against this idea the entire time you know like well I'm not I'm not angry I feel hmm. all the things I feel all the things I I'm not scared of sadness I'm not I'm real enlightened in that way but he said he realized in that moment that he was completely he was he was felt so vulnerable he was so sad he was so scared yeah and so just in an instant he was just turned it to anger anywhere he could place anger Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. but because of the enneagram Mm -hmm. he before even got to the hospital he was able to kind of connect with that and not come in 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 an expansive way of an eight right Mm -hmm. and just kind of move into those spaces in a way that didn't allow him to connect yeah when everyone else is feeling a little scared and vulnerable yeah um and so there's so much certitude in that anger that it can feel really yeah hard to respond to sometimes yes yeah yeah um and and for him to be able to to be loved by the folks who are going to be there yeah right To, to invite that same kind of kind of love it's good that's good work yeah it's good work great work Let's see. So, um, feeling repressed again, aggressive stance. It is. They can be pretty dismissive of emotions. Um, mm-hmm. We both know a lot of eight two couples, um, and so when there is an eight and a two, a two has to process out loud to even get to their emotions. And so, when you have a partner who is an eight, that can be super hard yeah. for that person. So. Um, it's just tedious. It feels very tedious. Um, they are about the bottom line. They want to know what you're going to do. Um, they're kind of logical, clever, smart, Plan however you want to. Mm-hmm. And so not not a lot of space to um, for their own emotions or necessarily for the messiness of others, other emotions necessarily. Again, eights have a lot of energy and it's conflictual energy and they would really like you to have that same energy and so it is great if you can meet them and disagree with them if you can um, sometimes when I meet we've talked about in our intro that um, we you don't type people right so I, I we don't know necessarily if you meet someone oh that's an eight because they act a certain way but Sometimes you can really pick up on their Mm -hmm. energy. And um, I work in a hospital, and so I know that there have been times when we have someone in a a room that's being, quote-unquote, difficult or feels 
loud or aggressive, and I just kind of give it a try of kind of being loud and aggressive right back to them. <laughs> and you know what? It generally works. That's awesome. Um, I, I don't know that they're an eight necessarily, but, but you're just rolling. I with just it. roll with that kind of energy, and um, you kind of feel the shift. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, here's someone who's gonna who's gonna bring it. Kind yeah. Of. And so they, uh, if you if you disagree with them, they're they're not going to be like, okay, I take your point and move on, because they like to be against. They're gonna, I don't want to say fight to the death, but they're gonna push back and have their opinion and keep going. And so when an eight gets quiet, um, that usually means that they are that they're done. That you. Maybe they've taken your side of the story or that you've, quote unquote, won the conflict. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> Suzanne's likes to say that if this happens, do not celebrate. Do not um, gloat. gloat <laughs> because the moment you do that, you'll be right back at the beginning. Right. So mm-hmm. um, just if if they're silent, then you have, quote unquote, won. Um, <laughs> and if you get to that point, just stop and move on. Um <laughs> So, uh, at average or healthy eights um, are compassionate and just. So, because they have a real eye for where the power is and who doesn't have the power, they can really take care of the underdog mm-hmm. and look out for the ones who um, are on the outside and who don't have power and who are being have power over them. They can really be very. Mm. Um, Wonderful advocates. Gosh, yeah. And they're not scared. Yeah. Really, really um, great advocates. And they also um, have experienced, and embrace might be too strong of a word, but know their own kind of vulnerability and weakness and can offer a different uh, level of grace uh, to those of us who don't have it quite as together as Mm. they do. We haven't we haven't really talked about this, but I think it's such a, especially the eights in my world. So when an eight has done their work, they kind of look like a two. So they are real servants and kind of are looking looking and um, for those vulnerable spaces and don't they, they actually don't take up a lot of space when they've done their work that they're mm. they've looked for um, where the need is, what needs to be done. And then they just show up and do it. And I can just, I always think of this and I'll probably cry. And, um, but Bill Eversole, I think my, he's kind of my eight who's in my world the most. But I, you know, I'd had that, I'd had a horrible year. And of all things, you know, everything, I call it my bad country song year where I had to ask for help all the time. And, um, at the end of that year, after like everything had died and there had been cancer and there had been all of this stuff, then my cat died. And I just was like, oh, good Lord. Now I have to call someone this morning and just find out who can help me bury my cat because I lived in a condo. And um, so I just started making calls and I did not call him. And I ended up out at the retreat center where I'd worked and there was Bill Eversole in his suit with his jacket off, his tie, his with a shovel, just <laughs> waiting for me mm-hmm. with tears, right? And so wow. there is something like 
I, and I felt so safe yeah. in that moment, right? That yeah. there was a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a power over a let's get this over with. Mm-hmm. It was a, I, I see the need. Mm-hmm. I love you and mm-hmm. I can do this. We've got this, yeah. right? I felt, um, there's a real practical, undramatic way in which they come in and, and take care of everything for us. Yeah. And it's, Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And it feels, um, it just, it feels so safe. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels like what they're, what they're asking for in the world, they are able to offer, right? Yeah. They're able to offer this, um, this safe, uh, love, lovely way of loving us, you know? Because it's, it's doing, right? I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, is that, that's the good thing, first, right? Yeah. They're due first. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think when they're doing all the things for us that need to be done, there's just something that feels really mm-hmm. wonderful about that. Maybe mm-hmm. especially for you and me because we're withdrawing. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. like that just works so well for us because yeah. we're not doing all the things <laughs> that we need to do. No. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I like and that. for them to, and I do think that's really, it's an interesting shift um, when eight start doing their work, when they start to feel a little tender when they start mm-hmm. to get a little teary that expansive kind of energy that feels a little threatening to us mm-hmm. it shifts it feels very um it's right size yeah maybe. it gets very right size i think yeah well yeah. i think honestly for every number on mm-hmm. the enneagram when we do our work we get right sized i think that's a great sense. and and so it's whatever Right size it is. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, a nine, that means that you take up more room. That I take up more space. And for right. Bill as an eight, it means he takes up less or it feels or like it he's feels. taking up. It feels like he's taking up mm-hmm. less because mm-hmm. he's figured out how to. Yeah. And for me, it's that I'm taking up less emotional, you know, messy space. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And putting and it where something. it needs to be. Yeah. So. Um, it's not less or more for everybody, but it's just the right, the right size that er, where right. everybody needs to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so much goodness. There's just so much goodness in that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel lame that we don't have a, we don't have a bill of soul here to, to challenge us. So we'll finish up uh, with, nines and ones. with nines and ones. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Ain't none to it. So this has been a lot of fun, Elizabeth Chapin, and we hope that you who are listening uh, also kind of get the deeper purpose of this work and learning of the Enneagram and that you'll join us by either visiting our website or Instagram to form community in Austin that's doing the big work of transforming and supporting one another uh, and being our true selves. So we are at Austin Enneagram. Uh, that's our website and our Instagram. Yeah. And if you want to contact us for workshops or questions. Mm-hmm. Or check out when we start doing number nights. Right. All of that will be through our Instagram, actually. We will announce our number nights through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And also you can DM us through Instagram. Right now, I think that's the easiest way to get us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay.